So we're sitting there and she starts laughing a little bit. And I'm like, I'm like, don't laugh. This is, this is, we're not home yet. We're not there yet. Yeah. And she goes, it's kind of an adventure though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is not an adventure. And, you know. What a line. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right. Lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. It is Oops the Podcast. <laughs> I'm Francis. That's Julio. That's him. Not of the Taliban. Not of the Taliban. Also, not of the Julio. Rubber band Fran, wild like Taliban, <laughs> nine in my right, 45 in my other hand. This is from a T.I. song? I yeah, believe? I think so. Rubber band man. Uh, well, here we are. Um, Julio's Taliban story has made quite a splash. He's now has on the note. Yeah, you're on the no-fly list. <laughs> it was seen as uh, commiserating with the enemy. Has it, has it made a splash? I've, I've, we've gotten a lot of good feedback about it, which has been cool. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't sure if there was things that I didn't know about. And apparently that is one of them. So I look forward to Pretty sick. boarding my flight in two days. Pretty sick that you can't <laughs> fly given our current uh, gentleman's contest. <laughs> Speaking it's of, up. added two flights, but you... Oh. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I had to go to a funeral. Uh, very sad, but silver lining was that I was able to keep pace and keep up with old Fran. <laughs> yeah, by the way, the way he texted me that, I don't think he was sad. I did. I was very sad. I know. I, I was know. Very sad. I know. <laughs> Let the record show. <laughs> I was very, very sad. He did add two flights, so he kept pace because I had my two flights. To, Where are you at right now? I think 45, but I got to go back. I'm, I'm only able to look by going back into my calendar. I'm at 40, for sure. Okay. So, but you should start making a list. It's too. a minimum of 45. Okay. And if it's more, it's not much more. Okay. Okay. But it's going to be close. It's going to be, cl- you're going to definitely overtake me. I have eight flights right yeah, now on the, on the books, but you're, dude, you're going to be flying more this year. I don't think so. At all, bro. You're going to go somewhere. Whether it's a vacation, do you have weddings to go to? No. Nothing. If you're new to the pod, uh, Julio and I have a, we have a, a year long sort of gentleman's agreement or contest, a friendly contest. To see who can take, who will take more flights in the year, <laughs> and we're both. Uh, I had leaped ahead of him as a result of the fourteen legs that I took on our honeymoon, which included, of course, uh, two helicopter rides. Counts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't give me the the hot air balloon. Hot air balloon. He doesn't get. Did not count. And so you need to have a destination. You yes. can't just be like circling and landing. You need to be going somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. We're getting closer and we've only got a couple months left, but Julia has a lot more flights booked than I do. So what, is the loser just buying dinner at this point? Like, what is it going to be? Well, we, yeah, I guess. We haven't decided this. We haven't decided that. Honestly, there's so much, there's so much pride in it at this point that it is one of those rare bets where I'm not even sure we need. Uh, uh, Okay. But we could, you know what we could do is we could get some sort of like, you know, those kids captain wings that you'd get when you when you used to be oh, yeah, able as a yeah. kid to walk into the cockpit yeah <laughs> the pilot would stand up and be like here why don't you sit down, sit down grab a hole of the steering wheel oh. and you'd be like ah he'd put his hat on you 
Yeah, dude, fly- aviation is a clear example of something that used to be more chill. Because usually, like, things progress and get better, but the the process of flying, like, there used to be no security. You used to be able to smoke cigs on the plane. Yeah. Dude, flying used to be lit. It was. No pun intended. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Well, I used to go up and do that as a little boy, and then I would ask if they had the pilot's wings. Oh, yeah. Did you, do you know the, about p- that? The pin? The pin. I do know about that, And they yeah. put it on your shirt, and you mm-hmm. actually felt like you were a pilot. It was super sick. Ah, oh, those were the good old days. Um, but yeah, I will, for the listeners, if we if we intend to continue talking about this, we should probably think of some sort of yeah. thing that the winner gets. Yeah. Otherwise, well, we should come up with a golden airplane trophy. We should go to a trophy store. <laughs> have a trophy and man. have a little golden airplane idol That's put nice. at the top of it. That's quite nice. And then whoever wins will have their name engraved on the first annual. <laughs> airplane cup do you know what i'm thinking about like imagine one year one of us like gets injured or something and can't fly and the winner that year sort of like accepts the trophy but they're not as excited as yeah they would have major been. asterisk major <laughs> like a, asterisk like a tennis match where the other guy like in the final the other guy gets injured you're yeah. like not allowed to enjoy the victory as much uh, in the moment yeah it's a bitch dude. hate to see it but hate it's part of it man that. that's part of the comp part of competition it is is being fit enough to compete not only that but then you could just say that the the previous match was the final. Yeah, you listen, still dude, had to get there. That's part of it to be able to play best of five, win seven matches. Like yeah. that is you know requires preparation, as does being fit to fly. Nadal made it to the semifinals of yeah. Wimbledon. Had to pull out. Had to pull out against Kyrgios. Kyrgios, but it was like you know, Kyrgios played immaculate tennis up to that point. I thought he deserved to be in the final. He probably would have beat him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So lots to discuss on today's episode. I let's start with this. I went to Palm Springs for a wedding. Oh, yeah, how was it? You uh, had a good little stint. I'd never been there before. It's sick, right? It's cool. It's yeah. hot. Yeah. I had not bargained for how hot it is there. It's truly the desert. Yeah, and and it's I guess in the winter it gets a little cooler. Yeah, this is there. This is probably just getting right. into their cooler peak weather. season, but but there's the summer there. Hot people don't go. Yeah. Do not go because it's uninhabitable. Yeah. Um, and so we went and we flew into Ontario, California. We found flights. The most random thing ever. I've never heard of someone doing that. It's an hour and 20 minutes from, from where we were. It went to the Indian, Indian Wells. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an hour and 20 minutes from there. We had the option to fly into LA uh, or into Palm Springs, which would have required a connection, which would have helped with the flights. There's only one direct to Palm Springs, I think, from New York. And it's not happening yet because this is still the off season. It starts. Oh, wow. That's crazy. In a month or that's so. That's crazy. So it's it couldn't take flight, that. Yeah. So we flew JetBlue to Ontario. And dude, when I say, okay, so the, the round trip flights to LA. Where the fuck is that? I need to look this up. I'm not sure. Sorry. Okay. Hour and 20 minutes away. The round trip flights to LA from New York were like seven hundred, eight hundred dollars. Yeah. What? Our flights, bro, a hundred and fifty dollars round trip. What? To a random bro, what is happening? Across the country. How? I my That's only crazy. guess is that it was because it was it's the off season. That is crazy. So we flew JetBlue on Wednesday night to Ontario. Long flight. Yeah. You know? Not that we would have done it anyway, but there was no like better seats. So we just yeah. flew, well, I, we, we, you know, we got the emergency exit, which was nice. Oh, yeah. It was a long flight. My back starts to bark a little. Lower it's a long back. flight. Yeah. 
We land, we get in an Uber, we go to our hotel, uh, we get in at about one in the morning. That's 4 a.m. our time. So you're just fucking shattered. You know me. <laughs> Not going to handle that well. Shatter City. On a Wednesday night, middle of the week. Yeah. Okay, 4 a.m. bedtime. Not good. Mm-mm. I'm not a I'm not a night rat. I'm not a club rat. I'm not doing bottle service at Avenue on Tuesday to prep for my 4 a.m. Wednesday. So, okay. Wedding was lovely. This couple is awesome. Uh truly truly two of the most beautiful people I've ever seen. Uh super athletes, just awesome awesome people. Everyone loves them. In fact, I will say that experiencing this wedding, this is the first wedding we've been to since our wedding. Uh, and hearing the speeches about this couple, uh, specifically about what was said about the guy, made me realize just how much more people like him than do like me. <laughs> the kind words that were said about this guy, comparing them to what was said about me at my wedding, made me realize that I need I need to work harder on my friendships because there was a major gulf. That and the effusiveness with which people, with how people described him versus how people That's described me. You were very kind, but everyone else was like, well, you know, what can I say about Francis that hasn't been said about, you know, Idi Amin or like some <laughs> insert, you know, horrible dictator here. Uh, you know, so that was, a, that was a little bit of an eye-opening experience and, and <laughs> definitely a bummer for me, um, but certainly humbling. And, um, and then, you know, we had a great time, awesome time. One of the, probably the most cool, the, one of the most exciting moments was the, the guy like dabbles in, uh, DJing a little bit oh. and they had this for the after party, they had a DJ who was going to like play music and he played a couple songs. And then like the big surprise was that the groom was going to get behind the table the and, and dude, I'm telling you, as soon as he got back there and started his first song, the party began and it and then the poor DJ I looked over and he was just sitting in a chair like off in the just looking like so sad Hilarious. like you could just it was like any idea that he'd had in his head that like may, maybe it's them maybe they're just a little tired maybe they're low energy that's why they're not responding to my music choices nope mm. it was a hundred percent him and we all went bonkers just jumping around having the time of our life uh the groom was awesome every great wedding so much love beautiful place Okay. So wait, was the the DJ thing? I want to ask about this. So the DJ had been hired to do the whole night, but they're like, you know, the groom may get up there. Yeah, he 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 was supposed to play a couple songs. The groom that oh, so that's great. And then, then everyone the was DJ. having so much fun. Well, I think he stayed the whole time because it was his gear. So oh. the groom spun for like two and a half hours while that DJ just you know sat around. <laughs> Bro, that's a W, man. I would take the sit-around gig all day. Oh, really? Yeah. I get there, they're like, you're supposed to perform for four hours, and instead I end up performing for 12 minutes and get to fucking dick around on my phone. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, the the one thing that... Oh, the, you get, the, guess what their like late-night snack food was? What was it? They brought out big trays of In-N-Out burgers. Oh, that's great. Which I'd never, I'd never had one oh, before. Oh, they're so good. It's pretty, pretty damn good. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, that was a treat. We're out here drinking hangobies, baby. That's what we do. It's what we do best. And we're doing it now, and we're doing it always. I walked over here with mine in my backpack. That's Jumped why over I, here. I, I ran over here. Just decided to throw you. Someone mugged you, and you used your backpack as a weapon. <laughs> and it had hangobies in it. <laughs> well, dude, I, one thing I did not share with you 
was that when I had that little drink by myself last night, you want to know what I made myself? I made myself a calm and tequila. Oh, wow. A calm tequila. A calm tequila, a tacoma. A tacoma is better. I don't know if either of those really work that no. well. They're fine, though. Tacoma. Tacoma? Eh. Tacoma. 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 <laughs> well, anyway, dude, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's a great mixer. And guess what? When I woke up today and I was a little hangover, hungover, guess what I did? I drank awake. Oh. I'm not even joking. And it cured me. You probably don't need anything other than hangobi as far as your dietary needs. You should see my fridge, bro. Oh. <laughs> Dude, so the thing, one thing I love <laughs> when I pour the wake out into a glass over ice, which I like to do, I like the very end mm. when you see the like the pulp. Yeah. The little it's not really pulp, grit. whatever it is. It's the good stuff. Yeah. You can just tell this is the health. Yep. Uh, The Hangobi beverage is a delicious beverage. It is good for you, and it has tons of utility. can calm you down, can wake you up, can make you feel more grounded. It's a great health beverage, uh, and it's never going to make you feel too jittery. We highly recommend The Calm. It's their new beverage. They're now in over 100 stores, slowly taken over. Go get yourself some Hangobi. Yeah, the the Calm has a little bit of chamomile in it, so if you're like me and you have a hard time kind of coming down from your day, this really does put you into a nice gentle yep. sort of uh let's 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 wind down night, it's a night, wind Francis. down and it, and it does it and it's not bad for you at all uh, in fact it's good for you so uh guys we highly recommend hang obi both the calm uh the essence and the wake hangobi.com promo code oops i'm hung 30 percent off of your order hangobi.com promo code oops i'm hung 30 percent off so okay we wake up the next day um we have the whole day now it's saturday because it was a friday wedding okay so it's saturday and we're at the you know the hotel the resort the idea is that there's going to be sort of a pool chill but fun day drinking kind of day what where was where was it the hyatt indian wells okay and so we go to the pool you know around noon we have an 11:30 p.m. red eye flight home mm. okay the worst. looming the worst looming over us again also jet blue jet blue Exit row at best, no recline, mm. nothing, nothing happening for your boy. Dude. Just, just you know, the sort of blue collar image that I might put out into the world should I ever decide to run for office. Wait, what? what like, like to remind the people, hey, oh, I've once flew JetBlue, and just and, like you, because we talk about like <laughs> we talk about the Q suites on fucking yeah, yeah. Qatar Airways, and it's like, well, here's a red eye on a Saturday night mm-hmm. home on JetBlue. And by the way, again, you wonder why the flights are $150. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. But I'm not going to get there yet because a lot happens between us waking up okay. and the flight. Quick question. Do they have like the mint on these flights? No. Okay. No. Okay. And I'm not even saying that we would have done that because the flights were so cheap that was like that was why we opted for this. Dude, that's the W. The W's getting the cheap flight. Doesn't matter how you sit there fucking uncomfortably for a couple hours. Yeah. Saving tons of money is the best. Hundred percent. Um so okay. We spend the day at the pool, we're throwing them back. They have these (laughs) they have these frozen uh margaritas and they're I'm asking her to add a floater of tequila and yeho to each one so it's probably like a two and a half shot drink francis can really get in there during the day yeah i like it he's open to like for like a 10 30 a.m start with no sporting event involved take the governor off (laughs) we're 
We're close, you know. Th- Pull out the credit card. Be yeah. careful, all retail shops. Open the open the tab. Here it comes. You know, the, all bets are <laughs> off. We're we're lighting ourselves on fire today. We're buying jackets and we're drinking. Buying, we're ronies. going. We're buying jackets. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh! Keep me go. away from the jackets. Here we go. <laughs> Francis is on a jacket binge. Um. Yeah. So you know, I'm throwing them back. These things are going down like Capri Suns. <laughs> I mean, they're going down like paper cups of water at a tennis camp. Uh, a little cone Just cup. a little cone cup of water at a summer tennis camp. <laughs> In between the courts. All right, water break. That's how, you know, you drink six of them. Yeah. Uh, they're going down like water cups at tennis camp. Uh, and I even I was like, after the second one, I was like, how... How is it possible that I just drank that as quickly as I did? Because it's frozen, so you would think brain freeze, brain freeze. But there were for some reason I, I wasn't. I was just they were hitting the gullet in the right spot. You were just ripping, I was throwing them back like a, a fucking pelican. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so okay. Meanwhile, um, you know, I'm sort of just mingling with I don't really know that many people but I've I've gotten to know some of the people and the groom played basketball in college so a bunch of his basketball teammates are there so I'm chumming it up Where? Uh Lafayette. Okay. Yeah, good Is player. Pennsylvania? Dude, now he plays in the fucking Drew League. What's that? It's it's like as close it's one step below the the G League. That's crazy. Lafayette's Division 1, right? Yeah. Yeah, damn. Yeah. I mean, he's He's a good dude, bro. I like really that guy. great dude. Awesome dude. Great great couple. You know, a a situation where, again, not a wedding where I knew really anyone other than the the couple, um, but I was so, I liked them so much that it made it fun. They're super cool, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm not keeping any sort of an eye on Sierra. Not, not that I need to, but you know, I, I just don't really know what she's up to. And as it turns out, she was throwing them back. She was really throwing them back. And... I mean, there was just this very, cl- at, at one point, I think I'd had three or four of the frozen margaritas and I said, I'm, I, I need to slow down. I need to take a break. And I just took a two hour break from drinking and read my book by the pool, Sick. which was actually great. Nice. Uh, and by the way, I'm reading a really interesting book, ironically called Drunk. <laughs> and it's about the effect of, of alcohol on like furthering civilization and and how inebriation and intoxication have binded societies and cool. why we as humans have actually leaned on alcohol in spite of its clearly negative effects in many ways yeah. to uh, you know, go, go forward as, as a civilization. And, and especially with regard to like how so many ancient you know, tribes wouldn't start their peace talks or their like elder meetings until everyone was fucked up and you said in china too right? yes exactly yeah. exactly there's so it, throughout history this has just been the case like you know peyote rituals mm-hmm. uh it, it doesn't just have to be booze it's like any kind of you know weed's been around forever so anyway interesting really interesting book cool. eric slingerland i think is the author's name um really enjoying it edward, edward slingerland wow quick facts with ryan just right Right Ready in the middle. Appreciate that. Ripping. Highly recommend the book. <laughs> um, okay. So I took a break, read like 30, 40 pages of my book, whatever, and then came out of it and was like, all right, I can have another drink or two. Like I, I've done I've done good work here. How much time did you take? Probably an hour and a half to two hours. Okay. Yeah. And so you've just sort of like 
I had come stopped down a drinking and I didn't think I was going to have any more. And then two hours went by and I was like, I'll have another eh. drink. Okay. And I also think at that point I saw Sierra and was like, oh, <laughs> she hasn't stopped. Uh-huh. And I kind of want to rejoin the fun a little bit and be closer to her level. Yeah. Um, so I went back and got another frozen margarita. And then I had another one after that. So I got to about, I got to about six okay. in the day. Okay. But over a long period of time. And it's hot and dry. Yeah. And I had six with floaters. That's significant. So, so that's joke. like 10. Yeah, probably 10. <laughs> but over over like seven floaters. hours. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely drunk, but I'm not like whatever. And by the way, she has given me permission <laughs> I was to gonna, tell I, this story. I, I, could, I could tell. On the podcast. I could tell. Okay. She's given me permission. Now it's like 7.30 or 8. And I've done the math in my head. We have an 11.35 flight. We need to get to the airport at 10.30. It's an hour and 20 minutes away. So we need to leave at like 9 at the latest. But I also think we probably need to stop for some food somehow on the way. And I haven't figured out how we're going to do that. So around 8 o'clock, I start saying, we need to figure out how we're getting out of here for our red eye. Right? I hate And we're a long way from the airport. Not only are we a long way from the airport, like we're in bathing suits. (laughs) We don't have our room anymore, right? Your stuff's like behind the counter. Our stuff is is like at the pool. Yeah. Our luggage. And and so we're just in this like purgatory. Oh, God, dude. With no home, no base. So I'm like, okay, I I, I am now turn. I am now turning into i guess what you would call like fight and flight mode yeah that was very good um because i realize uh our, our things matter now the stakes have gotten high because i know that um we if if we were to if we were to miss our flight and just say like fuck it we'll figure it out tomorrow that hotel is going to cost an insane amount to get another night because we've gotten room block rates uh, yeah. and those are no longer eligible plus to t- uh, figure out the flight the next day would mean we'd go to LA. We'd be paying insane amount it of money. It would suck, yeah. So plus you'd be like Monday would have really fucking sucked. Absolutely, so absolutely. You, you want to get out of there? So I get Sierra. I bring her to the bride and groom's room. They still had theirs, and I'm like, "Hey, we need to get dressed for our flight. What do you want to wear?" And she's like, "I don't know. It doesn't even matter." <laughs> you know like what is the, what is this anyway that kind of like <laughs> yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. total and utter nonsense thinks that i'm being right you're being lame uh, like a lame parent and frankly i i was i was parenting mm-hmm. i had to be a parent because i literally had to dress her and initially I, she pulled out like a pair of tights i had to put those on like left foot up now right foot up now <laughs> lean on me and i put the tights on and then she like was in her leggings or whatever and was like this doesn't feel right i don't feel comfortable (laughs) so i'm like okay so the tights came off and then i had to put you know i put her in this like dress with a sweater and then had these like hiking boots on her her outfit was preposterous (laughs) and then when we brought her back out to the pool to say goodbye to everyone everyone was laughing she thought it was the funniest thing ever (laughs) she was like you've dressed me like an old amish woman (laughs) i'm like jesus christ dude uh i've been getting a lot of compliments on my matching hoodie and jogger rule of threads. I bet it. I I saw you the other day and I I said, Jesus, look at Julio. You thought I looked cute? I thought you looked ready to fucking run for president. (laughs) So dude, Hillary's mom asked me, 
I was wearing it. And she goes, so do you, do you curate your outfits for your shows? And I was like, not really. And she's like, well, you should maybe wear this. Whoa. Talking about my, I think it's like a beige uh-huh. uh, hoodie and pant combo. Dude, it's so sick. If you travel in that thing, people are going to be like, who's that guy? Yeah. He must have been a math major who then turned into a reality star. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how cool. He was so brilliant. He was too easy. He had to give it up. Even to- the girl who's talking to her friends, like, I got to go. This guy next to me is looking too good. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Dude, they didn't even make, when I got to, I'm not even joking. I don't know if this has something to do with my status and Delta. I checked into the lounge. The guy saw me, didn't even make me go to the counter. I, I, <laughs> I approached the counter. He said, no, no, no. You don't need to do that. You're good. Not in that, not in that rule of threads outfit. Not in those rule of threads. Uh, that's what I'm pushing right now from rule of threads. As you guys know, they have tons of good stuff. Uh, it's just clean, premium menswear basics. The hoodie and jogger combo. You got to get some. Mm. Uh, right now, go to rulethreads.com. You use promo code OOPS for 15% off of your order. Mm-hmm. Rulethreads.com, promo code OOPS, 15% off. Get yourself some rule of threads. So I finally get all of our stuff to the best of my ability. I call an Uber, we get into the Uber, and we I, I asked the guy, I'm like, hey, listen, is there any chance that we could stop at like a Chipotle on the way? Um, we we need to eat something. I'll pay you a hundred dollars. This to is wait. the most classic Francis story. Somehow like like a nuanced situation with an Uber driver driving a long distance. Yeah. yeah. Getting him to do other shit. And and keep in mind, we're we're not in a city. So this is an Uber driver who, you know, yeah. is just a guy. Yeah, yeah. He's just a, he's just some guy who's like doing this a couple nights a week. Yeah. And is not prepared for whatever insane curveballs Uber drivers who are super fucked up might throw at him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, listen, I'll pay you $100 if you can wait while we stop. And I just started there. I didn't want to negotiate. Wow, yeah, I didn't want to haggle with them. I was like, this is the number I'll give you if you can pull us into a Chipotle and wait for 20 minutes while we eat. He's like, yeah, we'll figure that out. 20 minutes later, I'm looking over at Sierra. I've got a couple bottles of water I bought at the gift shop. I'm like trying to give her some water. And her face starts turning green. Oh, God. I'm like, all right, I know where this is going. And if she throws up in this Uber, he's going to kick us out. We'll get hit with an insane cleaning fee. Plus, we'll be on the side of the fucking highway and have to figure out in with the, all of in our the luggage. Desert, in the dark. Like, wh- not only where are we going, but how are we going to get food? So, miraculously, the, we see the lights of a Chipotle. We've gone about 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> we pull in, right? I'm like, I'm like, because I had said, let's go to one. He's like, there's one close to the airport. I'm like, all right. But then I was like, let's go to that one. Okay. We pull in, right? We walk in. We're waiting in line for a second. I say to Sierra, how are you feeling? She goes, not good. And I was like, do you need to use the bathroom? She goes, yeah. I go, do you need to throw up? She goes, I think so. We walk over to the bathroom. A woman is cleaning it, right? Mm-hmm. So there's one of those big yellow sort of yeah, stands yeah. that says like caution floor is wet mojado. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the woman's in there with a mop and i look at her and she looks at me and i just go we need this <laughs> no questions asked she like Takes vacates the kicks thing. the stand out door closes i lock it i go over i hold sierra's hair while she throws up in the toilet wow now did you say get it all out, baby? I did. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm get like, keep going. Out, I'm keep going. You know, get the evil out of you. I'm being really encouraging. Yeah. I've got her hair in one hand. I'm reaching over to the sink, pulling t- paper towels out, wetting them and handing them to her so she can like wipe her mouth and stuff. She gets it all out. 
you know, we clean up, whatever, everything's fine. We get back, we, we walk out and she's, you could see her instantly start to get better. Wow. That's amazing. And it, it, it was so clear, like, my God, alcohol is poison. It's poison. Yeah. As fun as it is, like, you know, she needed to get that poison out of her body. Yeah. Now she sort of starts coming too. And we get up to the front of the line and she's like, I'm like, you should get a At burrito bowl. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. we need to eat. Yeah. And um, she like orders, a, you know, she's like walking down, gets to the cheese area and she's like, more cheese, more cheese, <laughs> more cheese. Keep going. To the point where you can't see any of the other food underneath. Yeah. Right. And now I look at this burrito bowl she's ordered and I'm like, well, there's no way she's going to eat all of that. I'm not super hungry. Why don't we just split it? So we sit down together and we're eating through this. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I don't want this much cheese. <laughs> like, it's just too much fucking too cheese. Too much cheese. So we're sitting there and she starts laughing a little bit. And I'm like, I'm like, don't laugh. This is, this is, we're not home yet. We're not there yet. Yeah. And she goes, it's kind of an adventure though, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is not an adventure. And you know, line. we get we we get we finally line. we get back in the car. Guy's waiting for us. <laughs> we drive the rest of the uh, remaining hour to the airport. He drops us off at the wrong terminal somehow. I think I had put the wrong terminal in. Mm. We're like, all right, whatever. Now we're getting. How are there multiple terminals in the? What the agreed. fuck? Agreed. What is this airport, dude? Agreed. This secret airport. So we go to Terminal Four at Ontario. We we go inside. Can't figure it out. I ask someone like, "Where's Terminal 2? And he's like, "Well." It's half a mile that way. Oh, God. Or you yeah. can get on the airport shuttle, but that's going to take 10 minutes. And I'm like, we don't have time to wait for a shuttle. So we just start walking. And we're walking through the dark, you know, <sighs> along this weird uh, sort of cross, uh, whatever, sidewalk with, with the airport on our left. Big jets coming in. The lights. It's crazy, dude. It's eerie. But again, now it is starting to this feel an like adventure, an adventure. Bro. Yeah, this is an adventure. And she's like, I got to go to the bathroom. So I have to pee so badly. And I'm like, well, just go somewhere. And she's like, oh, we're on the airport. Like, I can't yeah. go anywhere. We'll get arrested. I'm like, all right. We make it to the terminal. We get on our flight, you know. And this is when I say that, um, when I say that, the, the, when, this is where I learned why the flight was $150. It's a Saturday night red eye. That's not a flight that a lot of, people are taking true um and and yet it was packed there was a girl i'm talking 12 years old one row in front of us who was facetiming her best childhood friend who was in bed like with her feet up yeah. and her head and her you know her chin in her hands they're just talking about like boys they yeah. like but she doesn't have headphones in oh, God. so she's having this loud facetime conversation while she's on the tarmac being like Charlie said this about her. I don't even know what that means. Like, I, blah, blah, blah. Can you believe that? And then the other girl would talk. And so Sierra and I started like laughing to each other about that. There's a guy behind me playing, I think, Call of Duty on his like Nintendo DS or whatever with the full volume of the, oh, you know, like right in my ear. And I'm like, oh, this is why this flight is $150. <laughs> Dude, there's no way they could have predicted but what sort of riffraff would be on the flight. They dude. know. They know the type <laughs> like, of people. Oh, the, the Call of Duty guy and the FaceTime girl have booked it. That's it. Damn it. That's who's <laughs> buying those tickets. Down. And those people just don't, they don't have. But didn't you have a good seat? We had an theory? emergency exit. Okay. It was fine. Yeah. Not great. It's fine. Whatever. We get, you know, we get up into the air. I, I had brought a neck pillow. I brought a mask. I didn't have any kind of 
drugs, which frankly was for the best. It's only four and a half it's hours. It's not long enough, yeah. And so I just like... That's what's so shitty about that flight yeah. is how short it is. You can't actually. sleep. You can't sleep. And you get in at 7 a.m. You're just all <sighs> fucked up. Yeah. So I, I I tried to sleep, couldn't, and then just watched, you know, uh, fucking hard knocks on my phone until we landed, got in, got in an Uber, made it home in the shortest amount of time I've ever had from JFK and passed out until, until noon. Now, this experience with Sierra was one of the most bonding experiences that we've had. Yeah, sounds fun, man. Later that afternoon on Sunday when we finally had our wits about us, she said, that's the first time since we got married where I've really felt like you were my husband. Oh, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> because, that's crazy. Yeah, because honestly, you know, typically in situations where one of us is more fucked up than the other, it can it can sometimes lead to a little bit of a, of a disagreement. Totally, you know, That's, like that is very normal. I, I my instincts initially were like, oh man, why did you do? Why did you get so drunk? Mm-hmm. Now I have to basically carry you and your belongings to the airport to take a red eye. We're so far from home. Yeah, it's one thing if you do this when we're in in you know manhattan Greenpoint. yeah we gotta take an uber <laughs> home whatever but like yeah. we have to get across the country yeah to get home and and you're not going to be part of it <laughs> you're not she's not part of it uh, dude yeah it's like in goldeneye in the video game where there's a level where you need to protect natalia yeah and like it would be an easy level if you didn't have to protect natalia exactly so it's that i there there is i'm not joking when i say that if she had been like i just need you to give me a piggyback for any moment that we're not in a car it wouldn't have added that much more difficulty totally 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 or if i had to carry all of her bags like you know effectively what i did there was a moment where it is an adventure though dude yeah this is an adventure we 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 had walked between the terminals the the fucking half mile and it's such a long walk in the dark but you get to the next terminal you're you see it getting closer and closer the lights looming and finally, we got to the curb, and I'd been rolling our two suitcases, and she just had a little like handbag or something. And we got to the curb, and there was like, if you walked ten feet to the left, there was a break in the curb with a little up ramp. But I just decided no, and I fully, I gorilla raised, fireman carried both up up onto the curb, and in that moment, I was like, I'm a hero. <laughs> what was the sound again? Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I just li- I just strongmanned him up and I was like, yeah, I'm I am a I'm a hero in this moment. I've never felt more like a dad hero. Yeah. And um that's sick. Yeah, man. man I mean like I it was this moment of like, wow. The fact that I didn't give her any shit and just said, you know what? Yeah. We're going to get through this together. I'm going to help her and I don't need to reprimand her meant that when when she kind of got back to us <laughs> in the world she was very grateful to me and had her own shame that would be enough of a punishment <laughs> she was she like loved I'm so, you way more yeah, and she, she was like i'm so shame. embarrassed she, she thought, learned her lesson she thought she had like 
caused problems with the wedding. Dude, she, she woke up in her dress, her sweatshirt, and her Viking helmet. Yeah. That was <laughs> yeah. enough. That was enough shame, dude. <laughs> what am I wearing? Yeah. And <laughs> dude, it was just it was just a a great night that somehow brought us a lot closer. And also I know that I have one. That's a credit. Yeah. Yeah. So like I have a, you go a night in the bag <laughs> where like, yeah, it's like, yeah. well, mo- for most people be like, well, then I deserve a night to get super fucked up and have you take care of me. And for me, it's like, okay, we have a, we have a night where we deserve to not do the things that we're planning to do and go out and see people. And I can just be like full veto. We're staying yep. in pajamas and not doing anything. 100%. Yeah. Dude, my favorite part is the fucking Chipotle that. We were certain was a mirage that appeared in the middle of the desert. The, 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 Saved your guys' ass. The dude. one thing that's, I mean, the one thing that's great is that there are Chipotle's just everywhere. California's great yeah. when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, everything is everywhere. Yeah, it yeah. is crazy how it's. So California is the seventh biggest world economy. Is that right? When compared to the nations of the world. Wow. That like what? yeah to give you an idea of the density and like. It's the land of four lane side roads. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll be driving around Irvine and it's like, if you miss that left, that's like a fucking 40 minute detour now. Oh God. It's crazy, man. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was uh, you know, getting home from that, I felt like we had really accomplished something. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um, I, as I've said before, you know, that when, when we were like landing, nobody on that plane was talking. You know, everyone was silent because it, it felt a little bit like the the rescue plane that transports the, the prisoners of war home. Like, like everyone's, everyone's so happy. giant plane. Everyone's so happy to be going home, but the ordeal was so traumatic that nobody can talk. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of my, was where my head was at. Yeah, as, as like durable of a, of a traveler as I've become, like I still can't do the like red eye from L.A. It's hell. It's fucking hell. There's Dude, no way around it. Guys, we're super psyched about our new company that we're working with, Muggsy Jeans. Oh my God. The most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. And you can you can hold me to that. Dude, I have big hips for a man. And guess what? Jeans will fit me, but they don't because now I have little ears. Little ears. I have pant ears. This thing will happen. Hate the ears. Where now I have these little ears and it's just silly looking. Mm-hmm. And Hillary will be like, honey, those pants don't fit. And I'm like, yes, they do. Right. Because if I were to go a size up, they'd be too baggy. Nobody wins. With Muggsy, that does not happen. Yeah. They are designed to fit you very comfortably. They're stretchy. They're awesome. They're super comfortable. They're made by dudes for dudes. We all know that dudes don't all have the same body shape. Look at Julio. That's right. You know? Look at him. Yes. Yeah, I don't look I don't have the same hips that he does. Yeah, my mm-hmm. hips don't lie, baby. I don't get the ears. If anything, my ass is so small that I'm embarrassed on the other side of it. Little tushy boy. So I need yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need something to, you know, make sure that it's it's nice and tight, but not so tight that it's uncomfortable. And the stretchiness of Muggsy jeans provides exactly that. I got some of the Thermo jeans too. Uh, I, I got the uh, the Clarks. They've got a little flannel liner in there. Keeps you nice and toasty. I wore them when I city bike to work today. It's getting a little nippier. Oh, yeah. I was perfect. That's my boy. They're the most comfortable and stylish men's jeans on the planet Earth because they're designed by dudes for dudes. Never too baggy. Never too tight. Never too tight, Francis. Treat yourself for once and head over to Muggsy.com using code OOPS for 10% off and free shipping on the most comfortable jeans we have ever worn. Treat yourself. That's Muggsy.com, code OOPS for 10% off your entire order with free shipping and free returns if you don't love them. Go experience life-changing comfort with Muggsy Muggsy jeans. Jeans. 
<laughs> Even with my, by the way, I now have, I got JetBlue status somehow. What? I am now Mosaic in JetBlue. What? Not even my primary airline. I never fly it. I think what it is, dude, is I took so many Emirates flights this year, and I always plug in my blue JetBlue number, obviously, partner number. Damn my awesome. goal is to never have to pay for flights in the United States. So on any international flight, every single airline is partners with either United, JetBlue, or Delta. Mm. Every single airline basically on the planet besides very random ones, like Cam Air that you take to Afghanistan. So anyway- Mosaic, huge. Yeah. Not that it would have helped me much in this situation. I probably would have just ended up in the same seat you were in. That <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. all right, I don't know. I don't know why I just turned that into bragging about my fucking. No, are you kidding? We, we celebrate status achievement in this in this podcast. That's. I don't know what we celebrate more. Frankly, it's true. Achieving airline status is it's huge. I mean, it's a big thing. It's big. If if people, by the way, if people ask us what is Oops the podcast. <laughs> well, the first answer is it's a podcast between two friends, and the audience is the third friend. We love you all. You guys are our third friend. Pulling up that bar stool next to us, join the conversation. We're so glad to have you. But if if you had to say, well, what, go one layer deeper, <laughs> I'd probably say we're like an airline podcast. <laughs> Am I wrong? What's it's probably the thing we talk about the most. No, maybe not. What would you say, Chris? I don't know. It's up there, but I don't know. It's a good. I mean, dude, there's just so many. The reason why it's so ripe for good shit is that you're just all up in other people's shit. Yeah. And when you're all up in other people's shit, like things happen. Yeah. Funny shit happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, dude, I that annoyed. Like, I don't know if I if I mentioned this, but like when I had food poisoning, there was a girl similarly annoying sitting like diagonally for me. She wasn't talking. But she had long ass fingernails, which, by the way, like, am I like, I want to be reincarnated as like a bad bitch with long ass acrylic fingernails. Mm. And if you guys are watching this on YouTube, I want to do this move where I just go, and then I have like <laughs> mad long fingernails. Like, um, but this girl had that and she was texting, and it's just like, oh my God. Dude, I hate that. The entire flight. I was like, are you serious? This is just adding so much stress to my already terrible condition. What a nightmare. Dude, nightmares. Anyway, I feel for you with the annoying companions. On my flight back from Chicago, there was a little kid sitting next to me. And the people to my right knew nothing. It was as if none of these people had ever been on a plane. Yes. Yes. It, it, I wanted to smack the shit out of all of them. Dude. You, you know, <laughs> air travel is a learned skill. And I mean a learned um, adherence to the unwritten rules, yeah. right? And, and, and some people who are new to air travel or haven't done it much, they just don't know. Cla they're clappers. They're clappers. They're... Or what about they're, like, they're putting their... Sh they keep getting up to get their shit and they're doing this thing now where they're like... Uh, they're like sitting on you, dude. It's so fucking annoying. You don't know how fat their butts are. You, don't, you have no idea. You uh. have no idea. And then also, okay, the people next to me... The kid, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Like maybe his ears were popping, but he was leaning next to me, holding his his headphones like this, <laughs> leaning to the right. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Wait, dude? Did you have a middle seat? No. Oh. So it was this kid and his dad. All right, and they both had like they both brought McDonald's on the flight. I'm like you guys are losers, dude. <laughs> you guys are fucking losers. Then, dude, the the beverage cart hadn't even reached our row yet, and they're like, "Can I have a water?" And the lady's like, "We're not at your row yet." Yeah. I was like, are you seriously that dumb? <laughs> <laughs> and then the kid behind me was pressing his legs and I kept pushing my butt back and I was like, dude, fuck this. Oh, Just sitting back here. Man. I know, it was terrible. Whatever. It's all good.
Um, I I go back and look at those pictures of you in that bathroom, dude. That was crazy. That was the pits. Just as as a as a frame of reference for when I think my life is going poorly. Yeah, that was like one of the worst. That was one of the like non loss related. That was probably the worst moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, and I don't disagree. It's, it should be clear in the a way. Worst moment of my life. Yeah, and and it, what an amazing realization to know that that happened a month ago. I know. Uh, you know that recently. A month ago. Yeah, I think literally a month ago today. Thirty-six years like into your life, the worst, worst moment, moment of your of life, life has just happened. Not related to death, um, dude. Great. Like every second was like n- not possible to like tolerate. You know what I mean? Oh. Every second was not tolerable. Oh my I know, god, dude! It was, dude. It was that so sounds bad. to me like uh, a, a you know when I think of true torture. Yeah, at yeah. Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, and and there's no there's no happy place I you know. can escape to in your mind. There's no meditative breathing. You just are in it and surrounded by fire. Pain. <laughs> it's like being on fire. Yeah. That you yeah. can't escape for whatever whatever's going on there, and that yeah, what for you just eternity. oh man, I don't wish that on on my worst enemy. I really yeah. don't. Um, um, well, uh, yeah. So, awesome. Did you guys have a nice Sunday. Did you awesome order wedding? In? Uh, what did we do? We we I mean, we didn't even have appetites. I'm not really. I guess we 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 drove to Whole Foods because we had to go out to New Jersey to pick up Kojai. Uh, um, and then we we met at a Whole Foods, got a bunch of Whole like just did. You know the hot bar there, got their hot nice. food. Solid. Ate a big amount, and then that night, um, you know, we uh, ate like apples, and peanut butter. That's what we had for dinner. <laughs> yeah. We just didn't have much left in us. Nothing but then miraculously went to bed early and woke up at six thirty and was kind of like back. Wow. And I, I don't even know how my body did that. That I'm so normally so bad at readjusting because you went into protector mode. It sobered you up immediately. You had like enough time. Yeah. Like, how was her Monday? Um, I don't. I don't. Girls bounce back fairly not, well. Also, I'm not seeing her that much. Yeah. What's that like? Strange. I gotta ask you about your new routine. So first of all, strange. Are you waking up at six thirty and working out before you come to work? Because now you're here in, during the day. No, but I did yesterday work out. I did a boxing class. Wow! Or the boxing in the trainer in the morning. So and okay to make uh, to make this clear, somebody I was with Matt Pavich last night. We bumped into Francis on the street, um, which was also funny. We can talk yeah. about that in a sec. Um, but it was a really good question of him to like ask because in my mind, I just assumed you like went to Rumble and like did boxing training with like yeah you know, no you went to like a real spot. I I went to you know uh, million dollar baby. <laughs> right dusty right. you know boxing gym filled with the ghosts of almost has-beens yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know forgotten dreams and laced totally. up sneakers and newspaper clippings on the wall it, it's called gleason's in, in dumbo it's it's a very i guess uh, hallowed boxing gym when francis said that pavich went oh yeah like he had heard he of knew. it he, he knew, knew. Um, and it's great. You go in, you can just smell the character in the place. Yeah, it was sick. exactly what I want. It wasn't some gleaming automated boxing gym. There were, you know, three or four very weathered and worn rings set up, a bunch of heavy bags that were dented sick. from all the use. Do you feel sore today? Um, I feel pretty good. I mean, I, I, you know, I had just a, a one hour lesson with this 
guy that I had read about because oh, wow. I called the gym and they were like, oh, you want a private lesson? Okay, hang on. And then they just brought this guy over to talk to me. And he was just like, yeah, it, it'll be with me. Sick. Even though they have like 20 trainers. Sick. And I was like, all right. So I looked him up and yeah, he's like, you know, was an Olympian or something. I mean, he's, you know, Sick, a dude. former incredible boxer himself, but who also went to prison and really. you know would disappear for like months at a time because he was addicted to to crack oh shit um how do you know that it's articles have been written oh, wow. about him he wasn't like mentioning it during <laughs> i'm just kidding no we did not get into okay. that. <laughs> i didn't think i'd earned that level of depth yeah <laughs> on our first session so you know we're doing it it's all footwork and and learning how to throw punches and where to keep your weight it was hard it's like Crazy. it's like ballroom dancing so it was more of like a technical lesson than like training yeah or? i haven't learned anything yet it's it's insane how wrong my thoughts were about how to box interesting you know i think okay well i'm a pretty good athlete i've watched a lot of boxing here i am let's give it a shot i mean it's like learning a completely different skill that has no relation to anything i've done athletically have you been tapped to like do one of the fights here or something no uh, would you well but i don't know the rough and rowdy dangerous is what he's referring it's a to dangerous game yeah barstool has this you know very cool awesome kind of three or four times a year this this sort of backwater boxing thing and it's you know three one minute rounds it's a way for people in places like West Virginia to hash out beefs that they have with a neighbor or something. And you know, it's, <laughs> it's really entertaining and it's awesome. And you guys should check out the next one, but yeah, I, I don't know if I would do it. I, I'm a little nervous about, you know, my history of concussions totally, um, and, and sort of putting myself in harm's way in that regard. Um, but I, I said, you know what? I want to just try this. And if six months from now I've been training as a boxer for, you know, yeah. three times a week and I'm loving it. And my, my guy's like, you're ready. <laughs> you're, you're ready to beat up somebody who has no idea what they're doing with very limited risk to your brain. Right. Then right. I might right. consider yeah, yeah. it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. They say, I mean, and not even they say, it's just like obvious when you see boxers, like boxers are like the most ripped people. Dude, the people in this gym, it was a joke. They're fucking shredded. They're all shirtless. I mean, my God, dude. Wow. They look so good. And I asked I asked my trainer or whatever, I was like, should I be, you know, I'm going, I'm going again tomorrow morning. Sick. And I was like, should I be lifting weights? And he was like, no. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, what about cardio? He's like, you can do a little cardio, but we're going to get you there just doing this. Oh, dude, that's sick. And we, you know, we boxed for like 45 minutes. Then he took my gloves off. And by the way, you know, he, you got your gloves you on. So he's him, pouring right? the water in your mouth when oh. you need water. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. He wrapped my hands. All right, champ. Yeah. Here we go. Two yeah. more rounds. Um, That's sick, dude. No, but but then at the end, he was like, all right, uh, do 75 crunches. I'm like, okay. When you do 75 crunches, it's hard. Mm -hmm. um, with, you know, some breaks. I had to take some breaks. And then he's like, all right, give me 10 push-ups. I'm like, okay, I do 10 push-ups. And he goes, give me 10 dips on the, using the, the uh, ring as like my back, whatever, base. And then he's like, okay, now give me nine push-ups. And he goes, you know where this is going, don't Oh, you? wow. And I'm like, oh, fuck. 74 crunches, 73 crunches? No, the, no okay. crunch. The crunches were done with 75. Okay. But it was 10 push-ups, 10 dips, nine push-ups, nine dips, eight yeah. push-ups, eight dips, which is 55 push-ups and 55 That's dips. 
but not rocket science, dude. Getting in shape. No, you know. But it's like that's all according to him. All the like weightlifting we might need. It's just push ups yeah, yeah, and dips, and then yeah. throwing punches for an yeah. hour. Um. So yeah, it's, man. It's interesting to encounter people like that who can kind of simplify things like that. Like I remember we played with this tennis guy, uh, this tennis coach named Tomas, mm. and my dad one time asked him, he's like, "How are the kids doing?" And he goes, "They all suck." <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, what do you mean? He goes, they try to teach strategy, this and that. He goes, you can't hit 200 backhand cross court in a row. Don't even talk to me. And I'm like, that's interesting, dude. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. To break it down that simply. Yeah. I'm like thinking about like where I'm going to hit it and shit. I'm just this fucking out of shape. Like <laughs> I have no, sh- you know what I mean? It's just so funny yeah. to hear it like that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's sick, dude. That's really fun. Yeah. I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, it's also nice when you like, if you are working and you're trying to get workouts in, it's nice to have like a session booked mm-hmm. because like- It forces you. It, it also makes you like adhere to the time. Yeah. Like you can't dilly dally at all. Right. And there's no like panic of like, okay, like try, I need to finish because you know exactly how long it's going to take. Yeah, exactly. You know? Which Agreed. is really nice. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's sort of my life over the last week. I'm not sure if I have anything else to report. All right. So I, we bumped into Francis last night. And I'm with Pavich uh, and this girl, Flora, who's a comedian. Um, and Francis thought that it was Pavich's girlfriend. Yeah. Extremely makeable mistake. Like, I don't think you've ever met her in person. Haven't. And uh, when you walked away, because you're like, oh, congrats, which was so nice of you to even know that, yeah. that Pavich's girlfriend, Katie, had been on the blacklist recently. Um, and he's like, congrats. And he's like, oh, this isn't Katie. Yeah. And it was like, oh, whatever. And you walked away and we all were like, very makeable mistake. <laughs> very, very makeable mistake. Like nobody, like I thought you would like that. Like oh, I didn't, I didn't, good. I didn't think you felt bad about it because, like, whatever. But like, uh, I thought you'd appreciate that we all were like totally makeable. Mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. That is that is good to hear. Yeah. Well, they also it was the way he introduced her to me. Oh, he, this is Flora. He, you know, she's a comedian, right? Yeah. So it's reasonable for him to assume that I know who she is. Which is what I did. Right. Because I've done that to you before where I'll introduce somebody to you that you know already and I just feel stupid. So I was like, all right, I'm not introducing Right. Her. It's reasonable <laughs> for, to assume that I would know who she is. But he yeah. was instantly, within two seconds of me seeing you guys, he goes, this is so... What's her name? Flora. He goes, this is Flora. Which he would do if it were his girlfriend. 100%. You know, and as a result of the sort of pure um, politeness with which he introduced the woman he was standing next to, Mm -hmm. I instantly assumed that must be his girlfriend. Right, right, right. right. Completely Um, fair. Completely fair. And so it was a setup. I congratulated her (laughs) on this uh, casting she'd received, which I only knew about from his Instagram. And sure enough, the girl was like, no, I'm not. I'm not his girlfriend. (laughs) Did you bring any bird dogs with you when you were in California? I did, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I wore them when I was like goofing around out there, just going downstairs for coffee, whatever. But then I also the best part for me is like I have those on. And then I can just go to the gym. Yeah. I'm dressed for yeah. the gym. Were you able to get any golf in? No, yeah. I didn't play any golf, but I was did. Was there a course at the Hyatt? There were, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I honestly, it was so hot. I just wanted to like yeah. chill. Totally. Got a really good workout in, in the gym. It was fun too, because you know the gym was filled with very elderly people. <laughs> and so I felt like I was a fucking king. 
They're just walking slowly on the treadmill, and I'm pounding away. You know, two miles, like banging it out. Yeah, dude. Thundering, yeah. making them feel so inferior. I love that for you. And I looked better than they did because I was wearing my bird dogs. Absolutely. Um, my bird dog shorts. They have you know the built-in liner. It just makes it so that you're ready to exercise, but also super comfortable throughout the day. Obviously, they have the pants as well, which are the, some of the best pants I've ever owned. They look great. They feel great. They're dressy enough. You can wear them yeah. to work. You can also wear them to the golf course and you know commuting, any of that stuff. Um, Built-in underwear liner. That's the secret. Guys, go to birddogs.com. Use promo code Oopsie. That'll give us a little bit of credit when you make that purchase and also get you guys a little something-something on the side. We're not certain, entirely certain what it is. Uh, but guys, birddogs.com, promo code oopsie. Uh, go go fill your cart and fill <laughs> fill your life with bird dogs. Fill your cart and your heart. Let's do an email here. Oh, let's do an email. Bring her home. Guys, uh, feel free to email us with your questions, your stories, whatever. If it's something you think uh, we'd be interested in, we'll reply regardless of whether or not we read it on the air. Um, at oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. Also, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. It's out there. Oops the podcast. Get in there. Uh, if you like watching shit on YouTube, another way to have some oops in your life. Um, okay, here we go. Need advice. Love it. Always need a little need advice. Uh. Hello. Uh, I'm in need of advice from people in successful relationships. Thank you. Um, <laughs> while traveling this summer, I met a guy from the country I was visiting. We had a whirlwind romance over three weeks time, although we didn't actually spend three weeks uh, together. I met him and then orchestrated seeing him again. And when I did, we were together for a week. In the end, the fling did fizzle a bit, and we aren't talking anymore, but I haven't stopped thinking about him since I left. I already find it difficult enough opening up to people, but on top of that, I am also going through a particularly difficult time with my family right now, which doesn't help. I always knew I had to leave because I have a finite time to travel. Um, sorry. Travel before starting my job, and the guy lives in an isolated area without much to do, so I would essentially just be existing as his girlfriend if I stayed with him. The reason things fizzled is that since I knew I had to leave, I started to close off. I also felt overwhelmed as I like to take things slow, so I sort of shut down. My question is, what should I do? Should I forget about the fling and leave it in the past? Should I make an effort to see him again in a few months and see how things go? If I did go back, I would have to be working remotely, which would make me feel a lot better personally and allow me to pursue the relationship for real. Am I stupid for thinking this can work if it didn't the first time? I've talked to my girlfriends about this. I'd like to hear a male perspective. Uh, on this sort of situation. All right. I got it. I think she needs to sort of soft invite him to see her. Mm. She needs to get him to come to her. Interesting. Because, you know, this is courtship. Yeah. And whether we like it or not, it's still based on, you know, thousands of years of mating ritual. Mm -hmm. The male's job to make the major overture, make the effort. Uh, and, and basically that to me means that he needs to travel to her because if she goes to him, she's in his world. She doesn't know anybody there. As uh -huh. she said, she'd just be his girlfriend. Uh, I think she needs to, you know, be a little bit uh, careful with her heart until she senses that this actually is more than a isolated traveling romance. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's very easy to um, glorify loves that you foment while you're traveling. Exotic 
foreigners yeah. relationships you know oh, we yeah met, it's not a realistic schedule we like, had the most like magical week in in the mall mall dives it's like well so did everybody who's ever been there mm-hmm. uh it just shines a, a totally different light on on it you remember it more fondly and then if you have to meet again in the real world and one of you has a busy work schedule and all of a sudden it's like that you know the other person who's come to visit is just hanging out in their apartment all day until they come home mm-hmm. uh you, you kind of that's where things can fizzle yeah agreed and she mentions in the end here too she asked if we have any situations like this um that we you know remember and how we handled it and i i can think of a couple we're like I had some like really fun night with somebody or something and then yeah. they were gone. And whether or not you're texting with them or not, you begin to kind of romanticize them and the vision of you together or whatever. And like you just need a little bit more FaceTime before you can really lock in like that. Right. So yeah, like if he won't come to you and you're like dying to see him again or whatever and you end up having to go over there and maybe he's, who knows where he's from, maybe he can't get, come without a visa or something. Uh, don't go just for that. Try to make it a trip for something else. Go give yourself some closure because you should be, um, also trying to get it done where you are. I I don't know that I agree. I I really think she, he needs to go to her. I think she could, she opens herself up to a shitty situation if If she she goes goes over there again. Um, because as, as, as somebody who, you know, has met people and thought, wow, if only we'd had some time together and then stayed in touch with those people and then, you know, invited them to come visit me for a couple of days, almost always by like day or two or three of them coming over. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I've totally, I need this person out of my home. I feel so cramped. The walls are closing in. (laughs) And the reason is because they were just a guest of you. Okay. So by the, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was curious if there was follow-up information. There was. We do have a follow-up Oh, email. okay. Good. So she said, um, I do, sorry, continue your thought. What you no, were it's saying. just like they, they are completely reliant on you to yeah. show them around, to feed them. To, yeah, they're like, they're, you become your dog. And, and then you just, you don't see them as this like sexy out of reach thing. Right. That could be. You they just see, turn into a dependent. It's just like there's a person waiting for me in my home. <laughs> and I want my space back. You know? Yeah, totally, dude. Um, okay, so number one, the country the guy lives in is not a country with a simple visa process for the US. And he has no real reason for coming to the US, so he basically cannot come here. And I would have to go to him. So that unfortunately Wow. Um Okay, so much for that. Yeah, but to your point, maybe you they could meet somewhere where they can both go. Well, there you go. That's a good compromise. They should go visit some other place. They should together. go on a trip together. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that's probably all the update we need. Um, this other stuff just kind of, yeah, well, good luck. That's a bummer, but Uh, don't, don't get too caught up on him because the reality of what's in front of you and this idea of this relationship are not the same. They can't compete with each other. No. You know? Exactly. Do you know this? Have I told you the story of my parents origin? No. So this is, I mean, this flies in the face of, do you want me to save it? Maybe. Should we save it for the next it one? It does suit Do we have time? this moment. It does? Okay. I think yeah. you did tell the story, but I don't know if you told me. I'll tell it quickly. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. They anyways. met They they met in. Uh, they met at a Christmas party that their parents were at. And they were both in their 30s. Um, and they, in New Jersey. My mom was working in London. Sick. 
as a as a bond trader at JP Morgan and uh and a half. And my dad was living in New York but working in New Jersey. He was reverse commuting. And they met at a Christmas party when my mom was home for Christmas that I think her parents were throwing, but my dad's parents were going and then told my dad to come because both sets of parents knew each other and wanted to introduce the kids. Oh, interesting. They met at the Christmas party. They struck up a nice conversation. They went on one date in New York City, and then my mom went back to London. And my dad said, can I come see you next weekend? Oh, wow. And she was like, okay, sure. And he was like, all right, when? And she was like, I don't know, for the weekend or whatever. And he bought a flight, took the red eye on Thursday, arrived Friday morning early, got my mom's keys as she was leaving the apartment to go to her work. He slept for you know half the day on friday and then they met up after work and you know what do you mean the keys like she handed him the keys to her apartment as she was walking oh, out to let him like to let him go in and sleep oh, that's nice. and then they spent the weekend together gallivanted around london on sunday he flew home he did that for the next five weekends oh my god and on the sixth weekend Legend. he proposed what and they've been married like 36 what? years you have not told that story. They that's, they were that's they, unbelievable. He proposed six weeks after meeting. Her. Oh my god! How crazy is that? That is legendary. Yeah. What, dude? I knew and he it. Traveled that to does London not surprise me. Every single weekend, dude. Your dad is shoots from the hip, dude. Yeah. That guy's the man. That was pretty. That's sick. It it's a story that is so romantic and wonderful, and yet also, I think, is the exception rather than the norm. Absolutely. You know, th- this <laughs> like it doesn't work out very often oh my that God, way. That is so, that's so sweet, dude. Yeah. What so, an amazing story. Pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, anyway, that is Oops the Podcast. We're having a blast. As always, send your emails to oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. Um, have Facts with Ryan is a segment we love. Facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Were they lying? Dad was flying. Facts with Ryan. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. So, you can purchase plastic pilot wings with a junior flight crew member banner for $1.14 on a website. <laughs> but if you purchase 10000 in bulk, you actually get a better deal. You can get them for only $0.83. Cents. So, just think about that. Wholesale, baby. Fun fact about Palm Springs, it's the date capital of the US. The Indian Yeah, yeah, the the fruit. Yeah, the ah. Yeah. The Indian the Indian Wells Resort has a 450 foot lazy river and a splash pad for kids. Fun. Mm. Let's follow that. Fun. Uh that drunk, was that where you were? Yeah, but so. we didn't do it. Fun thing. <laughs> didn't do the lazy river. Drunk is 384 pages. Mhm. <laughs> There are 449 Chipotle's in the state of California, making up 15% of all U.S. locations. Jesus Christ. And then you mentioned torture, so I had to look up a new one. Yeah, of course. Impalement. It's a Uh, method of torture and execution that that is when the human is penetrated by an object such as a stake, pole, spear, or hook, often by the complete or partial perforation of the torso. Ah, God. You're really into torture, huh, Ryan? You <laughs> love bringing it this up. This is a nice no, little just, thing. It got brought up. Needs to be said. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan feels the need to teach a new torture method anytime, anytime we bring it up. Um, Julio, where can we find you performing live comedy? I'm at the Evening Muse. I think 
Is it Thursday? I believe it's Thursday, the 20th, uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes, that's correct. Uh, I think there's a couple tickets left to that. You should definitely come. Uh, Look forward to seeing you down there. And also, I need some Charlotte recommendations. Like, I last time I was there, I wasn't able to, like, sniff out a good time, and I would love for some recommendations there. Uh, And then also in Ann Arbor at the Blind Pig, November 12th. Uh, and I should have some more uh, dates coming up for next year and the end of the year as well. Where where can they get tickets? Sorry, my website, notjulio.com. Get in there. Cool. Um, I'll have dates coming up soon, probably in the new year. Uh, much love to you all. And uh, we'll see you soon.